And now, two old school guys talking about music and stories about their radio days. It's T-Man and John, the Music Freaks. Could you tell I like this song? Mm-hmm. It's a great song. We do this like, well, this is our second time. I can't believe they let us on again. You know? Yeah. So I guess is. we'll just call episode two part deux. <laughs> I did. Next thing you know, you're going to be talking Italian. <laughs> no, I'm not. Okay. All I know are the dirty words. I can't go much further than that. Well, welcome in. More music, more talk. <laughs> and less thought. <laughs> just like everything we wish we could say in radio. Oh, on the man. Here we are for part deux. And you know, since the last time we were on this uh, podcast, Delio, yeah. we are now listed in so many places. It, and, and the one that took the longest is the biggest. What's that? Freaking Google. Really? Yeah, it took a week. I'm like, okay, I know I submitted this. Did they get it? Do you have to do like in 25 words or less why I should be on your platform? No, none of that. You just send it in? You send it in. Spotify was quick. We're on there. Apple Podcasts, that was quick. I heard Neil Young's going to quit if uh, if he's going to quit Spotify if we're still on. Well, let him. That's all I say to that. <laughs> let him. The quickest one was Amazon Music. Okay. That took like a nanosecond. They approved me without even, I don't think, looking at it. Nice. And we're on TuneIn. Nice. And uh, we're on uh, my websites, TonyManProductions.com, TonyManRadio.com. Yep. And uh, yeah, we're all over the place. We're spread out like horseshit. It's amazing. <laughs> and hopefully soon we'll be on the iHeart platform, but they're real picky. Well, they are. Yeah. You know that. You work for them. For sure. Yeah. But were we supposed to say that? No. Oh, It great. doesn't matter. Super. No, I'm fine. Super. It's good. How you doing, brother? Oh, doing good, man. I uh, We left yesterday, uh, last time we were on last podcast, I left you with a couple of uh, homework pieces. And I uh, got them. The homework pieces of uh, music that we play and, and being in radio all these years, uh, and especially the first years where you had to listen to every song, because now you don't necessarily have to have the, the music up, because back when right. we first started... Right. Um, Anybody that's been in business over 25 years literally had to play one song to the next, and you would have to play whatever was in between. You'd have to push a button to let the sweeper play, yeah. and then you'd have to push the next song. So you definitely had to hear at least the first 15 and the last 15 seconds of every song. Uh, but now with more technology, you don't necessarily have to do it. Nope. But uh, we used to have to listen to just about everything, and so there were songs that you would get sick of quick and then there were yeah. some songs that you never got sick of uh no matter how many times you played it now i worked top 40 83 84 85 86 and uh we were playing songs like anywhere between an hour and a half to every three hours there so, was a time know, yeah there was a time overturn. yeah there was a time when i was on the ape that um there was a 75 minute rotation on some of the songs i remember that wow that was hard yeah and so you had to listen to the same song a lot, and yeah. you would play it so many times per week, and then it would be on the charts sometimes for uh, for weeks, like half a year sometimes, right? Uh, and, and then including as a recurrent. Uh, and now in country format that I've worked for since '89, uh, our spins aren't as quick, yeah. but we will play a song for a year as it climbs up the chart. So everybody's got their own thing, but there are some that you're you never get sick of hearing. I know, I'm with you. Which ones which ones popped in your head when I first asked you that question? Uh any Huey Lewis song. I'm a huge fan. And so you're a you became a fan because the songs never got sick or you liked it so much and it didn't matter. It didn't matter. Yeah. I liked them that much. I mean I could go now and go I could listen to the whole thing of sports 
again in its entirety I straight through th- i think it's been long enough that i could go back and listen straight to it through i mean even bad is bad which was never released as a single mm-hmm. that's a cool song oh it's so cool and they did a video for it. It was just never released as a single, so radio really didn't embrace it or play it. Right. I think every so often, I think the uh, you know the rock stations at the time might have played it. Maybe. But maybe. Okay. Anything else? Any other songs? What other songs? Oh yeah, I've got a list, man. Okay, give us the list. I've always been a CCR fan. Right. Huge CCR fan. Mm-hmm. I could listen to Bad Moon Rising, Fortunate Son all day long. And you know, part of that. I think those songs never were more than maybe two and a half minutes. That's all they were, except for I heard it through the grapevine. Their version was 11.06. It's still going right now, actually. (laughs) They're still recording it. That was one of those you could go downtown or go downstairs, you could wash your car, you could get some crystals and come back and it's still playing. Right, get them off the grill and have to wait extra. I know. I know. Yeah. And it's still on. I know. Yeah, that's that's true. The uh, I think that was part of the greatness of those songs. They were so quick, and next thing you know, you never had time to get tired of them. They were so hooky. Well, all the oldies, like the Beach Boys. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of those songs were like a minute fifty. Yeah, Wendy is under two minutes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, all really. I mean, but still, I play them on the oldie station I work at, Cool FM. Right. And those songs. Just, I mean, they zip by, but it's like, yeah, that's a good tune. I, I'm, I'm not sick of that. That's a good one. What song did you get? Uh, what song did you not get sick of that you played as a current? I guess that Huey song was probably the one you did play. What eighty six? Yeah, you weren't playing it in eighty three. So yeah, eighty three was more Atomic Dog. Yeah. Um, I'll never forget Atomic oh, Dog whoa, after whoa, the story whoa, last whoa, week. Yeah. yeah, the Blue Door. Exactly. Um. Yeah, 83 was more, uh, I was playing more urban stuff. Right. And so some, as the songs you played, as a as a guy who was playing a brand new song, and which one did you not get tired of? In 83? No, no, not, no, just any time. Oh. Whatever time you were on, this had to be a song that you played every day. Because the Credence, you you listened to as a kid. Sure. And then you you know you start picking it up in the last few years that you're playing oldies. How about one that came out in a, in a time that you were on the radio. Okay. And then you played it every two hours for, seemed like six months or eight months. And then and then you're still not sick of it. Is there anything that came out as you when you were a uh, on the air with the song? Because I'll tell you mine. 1983. Okay. There are two songs, yeah. and they are the most played songs yeah. of that decade, okay. yet I never, ever got tired of playing them, and if they're on now, I don't change. Okay. And it's Billie Jean and Every Breath You Take. Yeah. Okay. I, I never got tired of ever playing those songs. Yeah, I didn't either. And uh, their staying power has lasted forever, so I guess you know, it kind of bore me out a little bit that it's not a song. Those songs last for, those are evergreen songs. As long as as many times as I played one particular song by Michael Jackson, I loved it then. I, I'm tired of it now. Which one? Thriller. Really? Just yeah. because it's one of my least favorites. I mean, I mean, the video is amazing. Right. But just the fact of that song. Now you know everybody says, "Well, it's a Halloween song." Well, then why the hell are you playing it in April? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I just I, when yeah, I hear to me, it was a novelty as it was. Yeah, I mean, back yeah. Then it was a novelty. Yeah, and it went to number four because it was like the sixth single off a of Thriller, yeah. something like that. Vincent Price's first top ten, though. So, you know, well, of course, there you go. That's a medley of his greatest hits. Yes. Um, Pyt was always one of my favorites. Yeah, but did it kind of creep you out afterwards when you find out what you know Michael Jackson allegedly did when you're, he's singing a song about pretty young thing? Well, you know, see that always threw me where I couldn't, I can't hear that song anymore. Well, that's Michael. I mean, <laughs> but I, mean, I, I still don't mind Billy Jean because the Ched is not my son. 
But I st- <laughs> even with the Chad is not my son, I still have no problem listening to that song and it's such a groove. Yeah. And I never got tired of hearing it. I never punched the button. Yeah. Okay. Now a song I didn't play as a current. It was 10 years old before I even got in radio, yeah. but every time I heard it, and heaven knows the the station at the time played it forever, and then as an oldie or any other, any station, any freaking format, yeah. Maggie Mae by Rod Stewart. Ah. I never get tired of that. Good song. And I stop and wonder, why do I not get tired of that song? Because then, you know, as soon as I start thinking, I start overthinking, as I tend to do, and I thought, you know, because maybe the fact there's no chorus to that song yeah there, there's no chorus True. it just keeps ram- it just keeps yeah. going wake up maggie yeah, already and, and it damn just, it it just rambles <laughs> and i think maybe that's the greatness of it is that it doesn't have a hook that would make you sick or you know get so in your head that you get so- tired of hearing it now that so, was the first pop song with a mandolin that went number one man that was a great one too yeah and i heard that song was basically just done on the fly and uh-huh. that's why there's no chorus that's why they didn't go back to the chorus uh, they just had these changes, these chord changes, and and Rod was kind of just running with it, and that's why he was just kind of making up a story. Speaking of another number one that was taken care of with one take was the video, and it shows, for Don't Go Breaking My Heart. Yes. It's yes. like, okay, come here, Kiki, we have four minutes, let's do this. And that was it. They I've, took one take, got, and that's what they did. got four minutes until my plane leaves. Yeah, that's it. And so let's do it. And it was, and that, I think that was the charm of that video. Yeah, I of, guess. Of don't go breaking my heart. I mean, If you, if you want to say that's charm, Kiki, okay. Kiki D in overalls, that's charm. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, she had the music in her. <laughs> yeah, or was that, did. oh, that was she the year funky. after, she wasn't feels it? feels good. That was before. Was it? Be, no, that was not before. I got before. the music in me, it was before... No. Oh, don't go breaking my heart. Look at All up. right. I got the book. All right. Our first challenge of the day. Thank you, Billboard. It's our first challenge of the day. Do we have a guy with a big voice saying it's the first challenge of the day? No, we should. You just did. It's the first challenge of the day. <laughs> so Talk amongst yourselves. I'm I looking up Kiki D. Kiki D, I got the music in me is 75. Yeah. And don't go breaking my heart was 74. No, it was 76. Was it 76? Yeah. See? Yeah, that was the summer of 76. Summer Every, to fall. Everything, 76. everything blends. After a while, <laughs> it just does. But it was funny how uh, I started thinking about that when I asked you the question. I started thinking, well, what do I do? I even have any? And yes, those songs that just never, never got old. To Damn me, it, you're no right. How many played? You're right. Yeah, I got the music in me. Went to twelve and seventy four, and then "Don't Go Breaking My Heart" was number one in seventy six. Mm-hmm. Damn you, John. She did have the music in her back then. She did all the way. One of my wife's favorite songs. Kim loves that song. She works out to it all the time. Feel funky. Feel, feel good. good. Yeah. yeah. I got to tell you, I'm in the neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what other songs? Uh, you know, I, I I did a lot of top 40 in the 90s. Right. And the 90s are, eh. you know, the music of the 90s was eh. because they were getting more and more rap songs in there. And then they just started becoming like way too popular. And uh, that's what we played to death and back. Yes. Um, I, I was sick of Wilson Phillips like five minutes after they came out. <laughs> They were holding on for one more day, and I was like holding on to something just to get through the songs. That was back when you had to listen to them all the way through. Right. But there are other songs. I didn't have to play that song, so when I occasionally heard that song, it, it wasn't it wasn't so bad. And I probably just made somebody mad with the Wilson Phillips thing. But, you know, I mean, I pissed people off last episode because I, we talked about the Carpenters and yes. Dan Fogelberg and, you yes. know, and all my, that. My love of mellow rock. Which, by the way, we have freak mail. We do? We're going to have our first install of Freak Mail today. Wow. okay. Yeah, we've got some. Should we do it now? No. 
Okay. No, we're going to hold off I, until toward I think the end. The freak mail might might happen on its own. I don't know if we have control over when the freak mail starts. So I'm just letting you know. You might be in mid sentence. It might be one of the most no. cogent things you've ever said in your life, and the freak mail guy might show up. See, you're just. Oh, you know what? So while we're bouncing around, uh, speaking of one take, you know who was the uh, the queen of of one take? Tell me. And this is don't say anything bad about her, Karen Carpenter. She she did Superstar, the Superstar song, in one take. Now I will tell you, you know, the more I thought about that Karen Carpenter, Richard Carpenter, uh stuff. Right. Top of the world, I liked. No, stop it with the top of the world. It's I the top- one song I can't really. Well, of course not, because it had some twang to it, and you're sick of twang, aren't you? <laughs> it was pre-twang. Maybe it was the pre-twang of it. You think so? I wasn't huh? real crazy about the steel guitar on my yeah. pop station, but yeah. uh, but I did on others. It was this that song because I wanted her to to sing because like the one the rainy days and Mondays and Superstar. Oh dear, J- just lock her in a door, and make her sing a lot of melancholy songs, and it would have lasted forever. Now see, she's one of those artists you could probably have her if she was still alive. She could read a phone book or sing a phone mm-hmm. book, and you'd listen. Oh, oh, without a doubt. There are two singers I'm I'm that way with right now. And Adele, yeah, and Christina Aguilera. Really, I I could listen to Christina. I mean, when I hear her belt out "Beautiful," yeah, it's a beautiful song. I mean, oh, mm-hmm. so good. She does nice so voice. good. Now, I, see, there's a ballad I like. Because mm-hmm. you're not much of the ballad guy. No, that's why my TonyManRadio.com is uh, all ballads. Or uh, no. <laughs> No ballads. Ask what am I saying? <laughs> it's all upbeat stuff. Yeah, I'm just I've never been a big ballad guy unless I really get moved by the uh, the background orchestral arrangement or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes get those swept songs up by the strings. Yeah, which is rare. Would it be Barry Manilow songs uh, that would ever sweep barely you up man by the enough? Strings? Yeah. Oh, man. oh stop. Man. Stop, Mandy. You I, came. You gave without taking. Now get the hell on. I had. Uh, I have some uh, Manilow songs I like. Of course you do. Could this be magic? Spirit move me. Mm. Mm. I don't know the words. Mm. Now see the one song I like by Manilow that I can listen to right now. Yeah. It's a miracle. Really? A true blue spectacle, a miracle. There you go. You know it. See? Now that did not make top 10. It was close because it wasn't sappy. Right. It wasn't Weekend in New England. Oh man, what a great song. Oh, stop it. Oh, are you kidding? You're killing me. Man. You're slaying me over here. I know. It's what's... Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! It's See? time to check the freak mail. Uh, you want me to read one to you? Uh-huh. Yeah, all right. I'll read one to you. Yeah. All right. See, I told you freak mail shows up whenever. Oh, uh, you sure do. You sure did. You warned me. All right. Freak out. Let's freak out. Chaz in Michigan. Line. Chaz in Michigan? Yes. Thank you, Chaz. Just outside of Lansing. Okay. Eh, eh. All right, enough. All right. He said, I really enjoyed your first episode. I love music, and I've always had an attraction to radio and all its inner workings, and it was fun hearing your stories. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on topics like misunderstood lyrics. Oh, we could have fun with that. (laughs) Covers that are better than the original. Uh Yeah, we could go with that, too. And meet and greets, good and bad. Oh, yeah, we've got those stories, too. I look forward to many more episodes. Thanks, Chaz. Thanks, in Chaz. Michigan, in close Michigan. to Lansing. Yeah. You know, when the temperature drops, which it does there and stays there, he's just outside of Lansing. It's Grand Ledge. Okay. When it, I mean, really, when it's below 10 degrees, does it matter? No. I say down here, if it's below 40, it doesn't really matter. I mean, really, does it matter? I don't think it does. No. 
Uh, but it's funny. I, I know people that you know have lived up in that in that stuff, and they'll go, "Yeah, there's a difference between twenty and zero. No, there isn't. Well, that's what they say. It's just freaking cold. It, well, that's, that's why I agree. everything's numb. You have to layer, and then oh, it's comfortably awful. numb, my friends. That's right. Um, that's why I've born and raised here and stayed here. Yeah, that's yeah. why I've been here since '77. For sure. Yeah, that's for sure. You want another one? Thanks. Oh yeah, we got more. Oh yeah, yeah, we got Do more. Do we have more? Yeah. <laughs> okay. This is Leah. Oh, wait a minute. But this baseline. Now free. Good gosh. A song that went to number one three different times. Oh, we got to tell that story after this freak mail from whom? Yeah. Leah. Leah. She's in a popka. Ah, Leah. Yeah. (laughs) Nice. Donnie Iris. Donnie Iris. A great song that did not crack the top 20. Yeah, here we go again. Went to like 29. Yeah. Stiff. Uh, she said, love your first podcast. Look forward to many more. You guys are awesome. I learned a lot about you, cuz. Oh, it's your cuz? It's my cuz. I'm about to say, I don't think I have a cousin named Leah. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and when she said that, I had to call her up and I went, yeah, you found out that I'm a real idiot, didn't you? She says, no, I learned a lot about you. I had no idea how you started, what you went through, you know. She said, no, I knew you were an idiot. No, she did not say that. Well, I'm, I'm I adding, did. I'm adding now. It's as a oh, it's writer's a, embellishment. There you go. <laughs> Doing for you. I appreciate that. Thank you, Leah. Yep. A couple others. You want to hear some more? Sure. Do you? I didn't know you had that many relatives. Well, <laughs> now right. see. Oh, that's hilarious. Okay. I got to go back to the email. By the way, our email T Man and John. T Man and John. T M A N N. And John. Is that an A N D? A N D John. A N D John. At Gmail. At Gmail. That's what it is. Dot com. I don't know if it's, they're singing in it. I don't. Do we do we pay the jingle singers? That, that was free. Did we do that? That was free. Okay. Uh, now, for some reason, I can't find it because see, I was waiting for the freak mail to be at the end of the show. Oh, sorry. Yeah, and you just completely oh, threw we'll, me off. We'll have more. We'll have more of this freak mail in just a moment. Yeah, you okay. just completely threw me off. I'm sorry about that. So, yeah. do you want to discuss any of the things that? Oh, yeah, I had this one story I asked you about too. Um, because you came across this uh, personally, you had a personal story. Uh, and speaking of inner workings of radio, yeah, of uh, a one thing that's it's been going on forever. Oh, payola. Yeah, yeah. Because it was recently Alan Freed's. You know, it was National DJ Day. Yeah, like last week on the twentieth, and it's on the day that Alan Freed died. I think that's why they make it National ah, DJ Day. Okay. And Alan Freed died penniless and under a bunch of cloud of suspicion. Mm-hmm. He was the guy who coined the term rock and roll. And worked in different markets, but in Cleveland, I think was the time that yep. he did the he did that Moon Dog matinee or whatever it was called. Right, right. And and Alan Freed uh, was under the suspicion, wink wink, of taking uh, money to play records for people, which caused this big stir back in the day, big time. And and uh, Dick Clark was under investigation for a while. Was he? Yes, because Dick Clark all of a sudden we showed these songs would get on his show or yeah. these people would be on the caravan that Dick Clark would bring to town of all these acts and stuff. And right. so Dick was under suspicion. Okay. But I think he was cleared. Unfortunately, they might have pinned it all and made Alan Freed the fall guy for all of this. And I'm not sure of the whole story, but there are some really good books written about this. And um, By so the anyway, way. Payola is taking money to, to pay to play a song for somebody with an agreement of, hey, hey, you give me a thousand bucks and I will play your uh, platter there. By the way, Ryan Seacrest is no Dick Clark. I just wanted no, to get that out there. No. Okay. I just, I just wanted to get that out there. But he is from Georgia. Whatever. Okay. He's got too many jobs. Yes, he does. Oh, so, so between Ryan Seacrest, Michael Strahan, Steve Harvey, 
Is there any other airtime available on television on any platform, any channel? Barely. Yeah. Barely. I know. Those three guys cover it all. And Michael Strahan, you would think after all these jobs, he'd fix his teeth. No, that's his signature now. I guess it is. Yes, it is. I guess. All right, so payola. Well, back in the day, payola. Yep, Yep. so payola, and that's been happening since the early days of Uh, rock and roll, probably way before then. Absolutely. Some guy was throwing down some ducats to get some extra Glenn Miller spins, probably, back in the day. So anyway, now, especially with the new rock and roll, and they were looking for a boogeyman to maybe put a curse on rock and roll, and they found that guy, and they said, we're going to put the screws to him, and unfortunately, it, it broke him, and he ended up uh, dying unfortunately a very not not so nice end of life right but payola continued and we know stories of payola continuing we had heard about payola stories when we were uh, getting into the business and you heard about it we always have to sign things i just did one for iheart to say yeah i will not take any money for right. airplane yeah you have to do that and it worked its way and then we Lived really, it. Firsthand lived it. Lived it. We lived it beforehand, but we never were. Su- were you suspicious yes. that there was must be payola going yes, on? Yes, I was. Okay, so take us to it. We had uh, a new boss that came in. Won't at, say, don't say his name. I won't say his name, even though the book, The Hitman, does say his name. It does. Um, and it's hard to find that book anymore, The Hitman. I wonder why. And it's. <laughs> yeah, it's really, <laughs> okay, sorry. It's, I better check my Come car on. before I leave. This guy probably bought them all. And so. You know, um, who knows? This guy came in as a program director of our radio station, which he did. at the time was called Urban Contemporary as a format, which yep. was a R&B, right. uh, early, early hip hop. Yep. And so all of a sudden, the songs uh, you started noticing. Because you were helping him with the music and stuff. and Well, no, he wouldn't let me oh, help him with the music. right. I wanted to help him with the music because he seemed so freaking busy. Yeah. I said, you know, if you ever need a hand, no, 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 the music's too important. I I, I got to have a hold on that. I, I, that's that, that's just, that's all me. And then the next, and then okay. go ahead and pick it up from there as far as the crap. You're starting to hear just. Oh, I started the, hearing little bits and pieces, and then finally it exploded. And the day it exploded was the day I had to go to my GM. But let me set it up with this. Right. Back in the day, there was nothing, there was no, like, what they call BDS, which is uh, a a station will be monitored for playing songs, and they will add up the spins every week. Right. It's scanned digitally now before. It's all that way. You used to have to fax it in, or back then you'd call it in. You called in R&R or Billboard, and you told them what your list was. Hot rotation, medium rotation, light rotation, ads, drops, that kind of thing. That kind of thing. They made the charts, and the charts make make and break these artists sometimes. If they can get to number one, that's why it's worth a lot of money to these people if they can get a song to number one. Exactly. So what they were doing was they kept calling me. And I was taking the calls, and some stuff had happened. Other stuff had happened with this guy, our program director. And the AM that you were on, which was Top 40, mm-hmm. that switched to Urban. Right. So we had the AM and the FM, and both were reporting. And I would keep getting all these phone calls from these record reps asking about songs that I had never seen or heard of. I'm on the air every day, and the songs are in the studio. Because I put them in the studio. That's that's what I did. I did, had no say on what was going in, but when they went were going in, I would record them onto the carts, right. and we'd play the carts. So, or or if in a rare case, we'd still have vinyl. I would add the vinyl to the rotation. Right. So every day, I knew what songs were in there, what rotation they were in, and that kind of stuff. So I start getting these phone calls from record reps, and they're asking about these dogs. I mean, just songs that I'm like. 
what is that? Right. The names you've never known, songs never, you've never heard, and no. if you did listen to them, you thought, who in the world recorded this junk? So the question marks just keep adding up, and I'm going, okay, what is going on here? So then finally, I get this call about a song by a man named Grady Harrell. <laughs> names you just don't forget I'll, because, no, it's because of the attachment. It's etched in my brain. And I just, I flat out told him, I said, we're not playing that. What? Yeah, I've never seen it in the studio. What are you talking about, he says. I said, every day I'm in that studio. I've never seen a song by Grady freaking Harrell. Never have. Well, at that point, it gets a little quiet, and then he blows up. And he says, oh, you know what? I don't give a damn who I tell this to anymore. That son of a bitch, I gave him 600 for the FM and 300 for the AM. Oh, Nelly. And I'm like, as in dollars? Yep. So what he was doing, he was doing what they call paper ads. Paper ads meaning you'll do it on paper, but you don't even have to play it. And if you're playing it, it's 3 a.m. Right. Back in the day when you had no internet, no streaming, none of that. Nobody could check it. It was your word against theirs. Absolutely. You're listening on the AM or the FM, and that's it. So I had to go to my boss, the GM, and uh, I told him what was going on. Well, of course, that program director was long gone fired at that point. Wow. And we found out after the fact that all this money and all these trips that he was making to the Bahamas and all this other stuff was being paid by record people. Right. So then I had to be careful after all this because I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to look like the bad guy here. All I'm doing is telling truth. Right. Well, there was one more instance after that. Right. Was that the greeting card? No, not the card. Okay. This was from a record rep down in Miami. He was working a club record on EMI Manhattan Records by Merck and Monk. Who the hell is that? It was supposedly hitting in the Miami clubs. Okay. They were trying to cross it over to get some airplay on the radio. Right. Well, it was a dog. I wasn't going to play it. I get this envelope in the mail, and there's this lined yellow paper. It's folded over, and inside that piece of paper are two $100 bills. And I went... I'll be damned. And I knew this record guy, and I liked this record guy. He was very calm, very cool. Just, I didn't think he would be into doing that. So I wrote him right back. This is before email. I had to write him a letter and mail it. Right. Snail mail. And I wrote him back, and I told him, I said, don't you ever try this BS again with me. This is not going to fly. And if you ever want to get anything on this radio station or these two radio stations, you Better not be doing this ever again, or we're done. Man. We're done. Well, as soon as he gets the letter, he calls me up, and he's just apologizing left and right. And I can't tell you to this day if I ever talk to him again after that. Right. Um, That'll kind of sully you on just something. That, when, yeah, that yeah, sleazy stuff. Yeah. That sleazy stuff. Now, I will tell you, over the years, I've been entertained at many a restaurant by these record guys. Right. Um, I mean, dinners, they would whip out the American Express card. But never had you said, hey. There was never a once, guarantee. Once you take me to this really nice restaurant, Correct. I'll make sure I play your stiff song. And so, yeah. that is the, that's the and that's the whole point of it. I mean, that's even the stuff we say, yes, I will not take payola. And yes, you can send me um, a jacket. But it wasn't 
you know, I, I do have a nice one of the nice jackets from the label, and it's one of those things where you think. Well, wait, you know, you start feeling dirty for a minute. Yeah. And you think, no, I didn't tell him I'm going to play no. this song. Right. There was no agreement. We have never, ever, ever, right. ever had an agreement. Right. And so that's the whole difference of it. I mean, they can still be nice and they can still wine you and dine you and whatever yeah. they want to do. Sure. Uh, and I've done it many times and never. In fact, there have been many times that I never did add that song. You know, right. that's the reason they were down hanging out with sure, me. Sure, sure. And, and, but they probably had other songs on the same label that you would play. Right, and that's cool. And yeah. they get it, too. The ones who get it, get it. And yeah, they're really good at what they do. Of course. And they understand. And then if you every so often, though, because real spins matter now. Absolutely. And so you keep working, hey, is there any way yeah. Is there any way we can you can throw an extra spin in right yeah. before midnight here? Bump it up. Things like that. You're sure. doing those things. But there's never an agreement of, yeah. well, yeah, you are going to uh, you know buy that buick for me right you know no never <laughs> never a buick yeah well you know it's easy to get sucked into that mm, oh, it, it, it's very easy to get sucked into that. i know some that. people who are in this business and i think they're still in it who have played that game and play dirty with people who want to play dirty and i think they've known the, the dirty players have never known to come to wqik and do that did you ever have a record rep um tell you that he didn't have access to something but yet got busted for having access to something no ah really not that i know of uh and of all the groups of all the groups rem this record rep had a stack of rem tickets in his desk Oof. they found him after he was let go wow from one of the major labels he had a stack of them he was selling them on the side another record rep that i knew okay i i do know one now I, another record rep that i knew you know how the CDs, when the CDs were coming out and they were brand new, the um, the case would be cut on the mm-hmm. side? Yeah, or that would be a promo drill copy. Drill a hole through it. Yeah. Yep, that would be a promo copy. This guy got busted. He worked for a major label. He got busted selling them out of his trunk. <laughs> when they found him, the trunk was loaded with these things, loaded with CDs. Wow. He's now teaching or was teaching overseas. And I'm thinking, what the hell is he teaching? Stealing? Hopefully not to do Crime? that. Crime? I mean, what is he teaching? You know? Yeah, I, I have heard those stories. In fact, I you know, would get promo copies myself. Yeah. And being the music director, I would get a bunch of promo copies. Right. So I had the, and the you know, they had the, the whole drill through them. And then I didn't need them anymore. Yeah. And I thought, well, you know, I'll just, I'll just go. I'll see if I can take them to this uh, place that buys CDs. Sure. Well, boy, man, the guy was like, where do you work? I mean, he gave me, I mean, the guy who was at that place, I mean, really, he was like, dude, you're not, are you stealing these? What are you doing? Yeah. He goes, where do you work? And I was like, I work for a radio station. I mm-hmm. said, but th- these are all like three and four years old. I'm not trying to be, yeah. sell hot property here right, you know, right. or anything. So, uh, yeah, it was interesting because <laughs> he was, he had his eye out, you know, making sure somebody wasn't trying to, you know, turn a dime out of the trunk. Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. yeah, we hear it happens and people selling concert tickets, oh, yeah. uh, all that kind of stuff. That's oh, yeah. the thing that gets you. You know, I, yeah. I've heard some stories of people who are no longer in this market. Well, I wanted those tickets to REM and I never did get them. My wife got, she got me, she worked at Turtles. Turtles. Time, Turtles record store. Turtles. Turtles. And uh, and they just got the ticket thing. They were just a ticket master or whatever, select a seat location yeah, back yeah. in the day. Yeah. And so she didn't get them before anybody, but she had access as soon as it came up and nobody was there wanting to buy a ticket. Uh, she could go, well, let me see what I can get. Uh-huh. And she did that when REM tickets went on sale and she knew I loved REM. Yeah, you did. And so she got a second row 
Oh, nice. At the Civic Auditorium. Nice. Yeah, back in the little Civic Auditorium, which is the Times Union Center now, whatever yeah. they want to call it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, really cool hall, about 2,500 in REM, 1986. Okay. So that was a, what a great tour that yeah. was. What a great concert that was. Speaking of being close up like that, best, you know. Best it, concert ever. I mean, the best seats I've ever had. It just so happens that uh, the day, like today, that we're recording this, uh, it was Eddie Van Halen's birthday. And the one of the best shows that I've seen, along with my wife, Kim, we just absolutely adored having second row seats at Van Halen with Sammy Hagar. I bet. The thing I will always remember about Eddie Van Halen, at that show in particular, because we were so close and we could see everything going on, he had a ball that night playing his guitar. And the most amazing part of that show was he never looked at the guitar. Oh, never had to. He's bouncing all over the stage. Part He's of his happy. Body. He's singing. He's smiling. He's just into it and not missing anything on that guitar. Never had to look at it. it That's was, the talent that man had. And the joy he had oh, yeah. playing it. Oh, yeah. The joy he had playing it that you were getting getting off on his guitar playing. Yeah. That brought him even more joy, and it became a circular thing with the audience. Yep. I saw them open for, this was a very young album had just come out, debut album, Van Halen, opened up for Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath huh. was... Uh, about at the end of any kind of, I mean, it was probably five years past the peak anyway. Yeah. But they were still headlining and touring. Right. And they were all bloated, Ozzy included. And they were, it just wasn't, it wasn't Black Sabbath at their best. Yeah. But they were still touring and making money on concerts. Van Halen opened for them. That wow. was a bad mismatch because you had these four athletic, oh, crazy, yeah. incredibly talented dudes oh, yeah. tearing up the stage. Oh, yeah. And then these blobs come out afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. People were screaming for Van Halen to come back. And then I saw them open for, which one was it? It was the Stones. Oh, cool. 1981. The nice. Tattoo U Tour. Yeah, yeah. Down at the Tangerine Bowl in Orlando. Oh, yeah. And once again, I mean, they had had some success, and so they, they weren't as athletic and crazy as they were the first time. Right. But they were still putting on one heck of a show, because I think they wanted to try to blow the stones off the stage, which uh-huh. they, they didn't. They did a good job, though. I tell you, one of my favorites by Van Halen, or Van Hagar, however you want to call it, is Finish What You Started. Mm-hmm. Because it's so different from all of the other Van Halen songs. Just It's, it's completely different. Yeah. And that, to me, just stands out as just such a stellar track by them. It is. The first time I saw Sammy Hagar was one of the first two shows I ever saw in my life down at the Coliseum. Sammy. Opening for Boston? Yes. <laughs> I remember that show. Yes. Yeah, I remember that show. Now, do you remember how Sammy just blew Boston out of the water? Yeah, Boston was kind of going through the motions. It was weird because yeah. Boston was, it was only 78. And so yeah. Boston was already, you know, Boston had only had two years of success. Yep. But Tom Schultz, I guess, never cared much for touring. Uh, no, that's, I don't think he did. stayed in his basement and made and, incredible music. And but, it showed. And Sammy lives for the stage. Oh. And Sammy's up there singing what it's the, the, the what's the song? He had a song called The Pits. Yeah. It's the worst, man. It's the pits. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. had his big red guitar and just yeah. blew them away. Bad motor blew scooter. Blew them away. Singing some of those Montrose tunes he oh, did. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. He rocked. I remember that concert. That was amazing. And, yeah. the other, and then the other show I saw, I can't remember if that was my first or if this other one was my first. Uh, is ARS and Molly Hatchet. 
oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, I love the Atlanta rhythm section. I did too. I, the first time I ever went to Disney, and I mean, I grew up here in Jacksonville. Yep. Disney's two hours away. Yep. But for whatever reason, I just wasn't keen on going to Disney. It opened yeah. in 71 right. when I was 10. So in my whole prime going to Disney age, I just didn't go. It just wasn't a thing our family was doing or yeah, whatever. right. And so first time I went to Disney was grad night. Okay. So I go in 70, in spring of 78. And so I go to grad night and um, Atlanta Rhythm Section's playing. They're, the, they're one of the bands. Neat. Starguard was there too, but I didn't see him. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> but ARS, I, that's yeah. how much I dug Disney. I stayed for both of their shows. I went yeah. to the 10 o'clock and the 2 o'clock show for ARS because I, I just love them so much. There's another album I don't get tired of, a Champagne Jam. Yes. Oh. Good stuff. Oh. Champagne Jam, not going to let it bother me tonight. Oh, yeah. Large time. Imaginary and oh, large time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Love that album. That is a, That's one of those solid albums. And ARS was never one of the bands that probably... May, you know anybody went crazy over it. there was nothing really incredibly dynamic no, but it there was the were, most solid all. songwriting yes uh, great singing yep. and people would probably say they were boring uh but i thought the music was so good and it, it's i think it's lasted for a long time absolutely and the jacksonville connection yep to the atlanta rhythm section yep. um the drummer yep robert nix robert nix from uh went to paxson i think and uh, i think you're right jr yeah. cobb J.R. Oh, yeah, Cobb, guitar right. player, was in the Classics 4 and then went into uh, Atlanta Rhythm Section. How about so, that? That's local, right. I, for, I forgot about J.R. The local anger man. I'm sitting here. I want to look up their songs because I want to see if you can guess what this is. Their, okay. their biggest hit. Their biggest hit was... Um, top 40. Their biggest top 40 hit... Come on, John. They both go to... The two go to seven, one go to six, and one go to seven. <laughs> now, see, this is why we get along so good. <laughs> this is why. Two actually, there's two songs. They're they, at the same peak. They both had the same peak, and it is "Imaginary Lover." Yep. And uh, the first one from the uh, rock and roll alternative album, the uh, oh man, what's the name of that song? You know it. Hang on, hang on. You know I, it. I am so into you. Boom. I don't think of nothing else. Dun, 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 dun. Yep. Yeah, nailed it. Cool groove. Both went to seven, and and one of my favorites. Um, well, Champagne Jam, I already said. That was yep. a, that was a stiff. It did not break the top 40. Well, that was a great rock, to, rock went, album. Loved went it. Went to 43. Yeah, rock radio loved it. But I love their version of Spooky. They did a great job, which once again, J.R. Cobb was a co-writer of right. that song. Right, so, I know. Yeah. And I'm not going to let it bother me tonight. Yeah. was always another that good one, too. That was all Champagne Jam. That was, oh, yeah. Yeah. You put that on in sports and I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> That's it. Those two albums. Or anything by Steely Dan. Oh, we could do a whole thing on Steely to Dan. To this day, thank you, Yacht Rock Radio, for playing um, um, Any Major Dude Will Tell You. That's one of the greatest oh, songs. Man, that was Ricky Don't Lose That Number Part 2 in my book. It was. It, that it was. was. Some of their album tracks uh, stand out head and shoulders. I mean, they had their, the, the side that had the hooks in it. Yeah. And those were great. But then you, and then just album tracks alone. I yeah. can listen to uh, Kid Charlemagne. Absolutely. Don't Take Me Alive. My Old School. My, oh, anything off Can't Buy a Thrill. Haitian Divorce. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, just uh, turn that heartbeat over again. Yeah. I mean, if any of the songs by them yeah. I'm sick of, would be Do It Again. Right. And that's, and I, I don't get sick of it because there's yeah. so much going on there. Right. And then the dadgum uh, solo. Yeah, I know. Good gosh, the guitar solo on Do It Again. Yeah, it's amazing. That's uh, the skunk, Jeff Baxter, I think, playing that solo. I think you're right. Which is amazing. And now the the most amazing part of this whole sentence, Jeff Baxter is now works for the Department of Defense. <laughs> 
He is a missile. <laughs> he is a. He is he really? Oh, he is. He's like a nuclear missile. He is a. He's a court. Uh, uh, what do they call him? Consultant to the Department of Defense. So he's like an arm's length away from the button. Yes. Wow. I'm not kidding you, Jeff Skunk Baxter. Is he works for the Department of Defense? I just watched like an hour long TED talk with Jeff Baxter See? talking about about the, the, wow. the, the world as it is. The things you learn right here. See, Who that's knew? amazing. Do, do we have any more freak mail? Yeah, you want to hit it? All right, hang yeah, on. go Let, ahead. Let's see if the freak mail's better. <laughs> <laughs> Not that Woo, funny. It's time to check the freak mail. Yeah. Oh. Love that. He was laughing at the skunk story. He, I, I don't know what he was laughing at, but uh, I want some. Um, <laughs> Terry, first time listener to a podcast. Wow, we're, we're your first podcast? She said, thanks to you, I just listened to my very first podcast. Wow. I liked it. Y'all have a great rapport with each other. Funny stories, too. Can't wait until y'all get into the celebrity talk. Really? Another one wanting us to get into the meet and greet stuff. the dirt? Is that the whole point of this? Well, I, I, I guess. I don't know. I I, uh, but we have mo- several stories on that that we can my, spread out most throughout. Most of my meet and greets are in the country music theme. Yeah, of course they are. Which is cool. I mean, there's some real superstars and some really great stories about some of these people. Do you want to hit them with one right now? No. Okay. That's a tease for episode three. Okay. Yeah. See, I was speaking French. <laughs> yeah, well, this is part deux. And this is episode The next one, the next one, what? Episode tres. Oh, whatever. <laughs> See, now we're just getting silly with it. It's... Like a Monty Python skit. Yep, you started out being quite clever, but now it's just gotten silly. Stop, yes. Stop. But it, it has gotten silly. Do we have any more freak mail? Actually, we do. Oh, sorry. One more. I got in the way. From Maryland. From Maryland? Maryland. Or a person the named Maryland. No, the state. Okay. Like Lexington Park area. Okay. Rob's in the Navy. Okay, great. Thank uh, you, Rob. His, Thank you for your service. His nick- yeah, Absolutely. His nickname is Skinny Gorilla. Really? He's not. Okay. <laughs> His last name looks like a street. It's about that long. <laughs> I can't pronounce it. Don't even ask me. Okay. I can't. And uh, he said, it felt like you guys were just hanging out and having a few beers along the way. Well, except for the beers, that's exactly what. This is what we do when we go eat. And he, he is the one guy that loved hearing the Julie Andrews we put on our first show, Getting to Know Us. Wow. Yep. Getting to know you all over again. Skinny gorilla, huh? Yeah, look forward to hearing more. See? 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 See, you love it. You just won't admit it. Bleeding the fifth. All right, stop. My nose is starting to bleed. Come on. (laughs) Are we done? Dude, what is wrong with you? I mean, really? They're going to knock us off of Spotify. You keep that we, up. We record this at the end of my day. So I'm just telling you. <laughs> Are we done? When Patrice Russian I comes guess. on, we're either starting or we're ending. Wow. I guess we're ending. Where did the time go? Uh, go out the door right Who there. Who knows where the time goes? I know, right? A great Judy Collins song. Look that one up. Oh, that's oh, okay. I'll oh, skip it. Beautiful song. Yeah. Who knows where the time goes by Judy Collins is really almost like mandatory listening until the next podcast. John. John. I swear, it's a beautiful song. You keep that up and there won't be an episode three. Okay? That's all I'm saying. It's going to be a whole new audience. That's all I'm saying. All right. T-Man and John at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We really would. Maybe we can put you on the next free man, Freak Mail. See? Can I even say it? No. What the hell is wrong with me? I've been up too long today. <sighs> I know you have too. Yes. So let's get out of here. You know, this is the birthday episode, actually. It's my birthday Saturday.
We are now the same age. Come Saturday, we're the same age. Okay, well, don't say what it is. I won't. Yeah. I mean, we've already been labeled old school anyway. <laughs> do we need to say our ages? No, sir. No, sir. No, you sir. do not. Nope, not 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 addressing that, sir. Yes. No. Eternally young, forever young. Yes, Bob Dylan and Rod Stewart, sir. Correct. <laughs> All right. On All that, right. On that note. Let's go.